Hey, welcome to our instant reaction show. Day 10 in the books, Niners training camp. They have the day off tomorrow. They have a couple practices after that. Preseason game, and they go to Minnesota. So this is like the end of the, the first big chunk, and Niner fans are a little stressing, a little stressed about, about Trey Lance. Admit it. His completion percentage is pretty low. He had a bad day today. And I think a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo fans are laughing. And a lot of fans in general are wondering – did the Niners make the right decision? And should they pivot and go back to Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, they haven't so far, which sort of indicates how they feel about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it indicates that they think Trey Lance gives them the best chance to win, despite the fact that he's completing less, a lower percentage of passes than Jimmy did last year in camp. Why do you think they feel that way? I, I think I think it's a couple of things. Like, Lance obviously has a bigger upside, right? So, like, Lance is here, but the expectation is that he's not going to be here at the at the end of the season or even at the end of training camp, right? Like, so he's gonna he's going to keep continue evolving with with Jimmy. Even how old how old was Jimmy when the Niners got him? Twenty seven. At that point, like in your career, you pretty much you yeah. are what, you pretty much you are what you are, right? Like, yeah. and Lance is young, even young for for a rookie for second year player is he like he's 20 it's like he's a rookie it's like his age wise he's like he's a rookie this year yeah um so there's there's that too and then he's we've talked about this a million times about the elements of the game that he that he brings right like so if he brings those if he brings those things it should take it even if his completion percentage is is a little lower it should make up for those differences right so um i, I think they're his his big thing is upside. Like you, if you look in the NFL, you can't you can't go to where you want to go unless you have a, a quarterback that can make plays. Like Jimmy's not a quarterback that can make plays. He he can kind of he can execute some stuff here and there, but you can't put the ball in the same like, hey Jimmy, go make it happen. Right, but I mean, last year he had the upside too. But the Niners stuck with Jimmy because theoretically they felt like Lance wasn't ready and Jimmy gave him the, the best chance to win. Some people might argue Lance still isn't ready and Jimmy still gives him the best chance to win. But now all of a sudden the Niners disagree with that. And I disagree with it too. I think that even though his completion percentage is lower, it gives the Niners a better chance to win. Now, remember, I'm comparing him to Jimmy, who's still on the team and could come back any moment if they felt they needed him. He had an awful camp last year. He completed 63% of his passes against an elite defense, which is impressive. But he threw a ton of picks, 11. And the way he threw completed those passes was he threw a ton of passes to running backs and tight ends. In I quick. That's not what Trey Lance is doing. He's trying to push the ball down the field and extend plays. Jimmy Garoppolo was trying to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible in the flat. Sometimes he would throw the ball to Debo Say. He didn't really throw the ball to Ayuk at all. So, I mean, it's just a whole different shot chart, passing chart. And and the defense is different too. Yeah, I was just gonna say that too. Like it, the defense of this year is not the same as defense last year. Like I know there's a couple, there's a couple players, but how they're playing is also from what I'm not there, right? But yes. from what I, from what I understand, it's a lot different. They're playing much more man, much more press man, which is going to bring even. I, I have a feeling if Jimmy Garoppolo was practicing right now, his completion percentage would be lower because they're Thank taking, you. they're taking those away. Now that's not to say I, I think his completion percentage would probably be higher than Trey Lance's because I think 
I think there's two things that are going on here. I think it's defense, and I think it's also Trey Lance. There is he, there is some real accuracy issues here. But, also, it's the depth of target, partially. I mean, Trey yeah. Lance is pushing the ball much further down the field. Those are yeah. There's that, there's that. There's that as well. But I think yeah. I think we have to come to grips with that. He's he's having accuracy issues. So like there there is that. There's the defense, and there's and there's the depth, and there's the depth. Like he's he's taking much more. Uh, big shots down the field, but he is having accuracy issues, right? In, in the short inter- intermediate, but I think also uh, it's a those throws are a lot more difficult. I feel like he is sometimes like he misses some throws, but Jimmy did too. What I there's a lot of PBUs contested catches. There's very little separation on this field right now, so it's a lot of like, well, he gave Ayuk a chance. Oh my God, Ayuk made an amazing catch. Oh wow, Traverius were not like it's a lot of that, and I, like in the past. Especially when Sala was the DC, there were a lot of um, there was a lot of off coverage and a lot of like easy completions to be had all over the field. There was a game where they gave up eighty five percent completions to Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears, and Sala was like, "I don't care. They didn't have any big plays on us. Just all he cared about was no big plays." D'Amico's kind of the opposite. He's like daring the Niners to to try to get big plays on him, and they're taking away the slants, uh, playing that press man coverage. So you're getting a lot of fades, um, deep outs, digs, just longer developing routes. But and you but you can get. You can get both, right? So like you like you can you can play man and not play and not play zero and still present the big fl- and you yeah. can make you because as we just discussed, the, the, those deep throws are lower percentage throws. So most most defensive coordinators want you to make those throws because they feel like they feel like that's a low percentage throw. Go ahead, throw the deep go to th- deep throw. You probably aren't going to hit it. Um, and like when you play man, to me, I like I like man because you you exactly what's happened now you lower that completion throws the whole rhythm of the offense off like yes you can't complete you really can't it's different it's a lot more difficult to deplete to complete even deep throws or when your rhythm is off so there's that aspect too yeah i mean in the past there were a lot of like slants to debo you could have that were uncontested now like everything is contested and i that it's a really good defense and i i feel like that's why maybe this defense has a chance to be the best defense they've had they don't have buckner but the way they play coverage is to me like I was begging Salah to do this stuff. I like man, com- stop giving away these easy completions. And D'Amico is all about that because D'Amico is a big quality control guy. Yeah, let, let me let me ask you a question. How many how many times have you said like have you looked at like Bosa sat and Bosa said that an almost sack right? Yeah. Like now That's imagine awesome. if imagine if that quarterback has to hold the ball a little just a tad bit longer. Right. Bosa gets there right. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, Lance has to hold the ball because there aren't quick throws. Now, he could just get the ball, turn, and fire it to the running back in the flat like Nate Sudfeld does and just say, hey, it's a completion. But, I mean, what are you really practicing? Yeah. Like, you have to respect the fact that he's practicing throwing all these downfield throws when really <laughs> we're going to talk about it in a minute. Like, they're not going to do a whole lot of this during the year. What they're going to do a whole lot of is running the football. They're going to run. They're going to pass the ball as infrequently as possible. Just like with Jimmy. I mean, if they could run the ball 45 times a game, they will. Just like with Jimmy. The only difference is this guy can actually help the running game as opposed to Jimmy, who's an observer after he hands off. Yeah. I, I think I think they can get away with lower completions percentage if they hit some big explosives and he doesn't turn the ball over. Like that's that's the thing. I think he's gotta turn the ball over less than Jimmy and he and he's gotta hit more explosives. And I think Overall, that'll equal better. Now he can't go. He can't go like two. He can't go like a game like you know four for 
four for 20. <laughs> like, no. no, but I don't expect that. Like we saw him have a great game against the Houston. Yeah, yeah right. We saw it happen. And so what's different? Well, in, in these practices, he's throwing passes to Tyler Croft and guys who aren't going to be getting targets during the season. He has Justin School at left tackle. He has Cole McKivitz at right tackle. Like during the season, most games he's going to have Kittle, Debo, Trammell. He's going to have everyone. There's going to be a game plan. And uh, they're going to sort of prop him up the way that the Niners propped up Jimmy. You know, they're not right now. It's like, hey, man, you don't have George or Trent or McGlinchey. Go make some plays against the best defense in the league. Like, he's not that good yet. Only a few quarterbacks in the league are. Jimmy wasn't. But if you have the whole thing around him, you have a good game plan. And you're like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, just hit, you know, throw 20 passes today. Can you throw 20 passes? Can you do that? That's what they're going to start him at. And I think he's going to be fine. I think you're going to have a much higher completion. Like, They've had, I think, one day where George Kittle, uh, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel have been on the field together, like one or two days. He's not good enough to excel against this defense without all those guys. He's not. Not now. The, that that Vikings joint practice is going to be really interesting. Like, I'm, be really, I'm really looking forward to hearing. That's a more even playing field, right? It should, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And I they mean, don't but- Yeah. But you're still gonna have legit players that like like they're gonna have to deal with Daniel Hunter if he if he practices that day. Like so, Daniel Hunter is a good pra- good pass rusher. Uh, Her- uh, uh, what's it? I think it's Harris. Uh, forgot the name of the safety. Like they have a good safety back there. So like that's legit players. But I, I don't think anybody that that Vikings defense is the caliber of the 49ers defense. But it's still a legit NFL defense. So that's gonna be a good. That should be a good litmus test. If if Trey Lance is training camp was like really, really alarming. Jimmy be back on the field. I, I know he doesn't want to play for the Niners, but if they're like, look, Jimmy, Trey's not ready. We'll pay you $27 million to be our starting quarterback this year. He'll be like, all right, cool. He's not going to go to $27 million. Nah. <laughs> He's not getting anywhere near that from any other team. So they could always do that. Maybe they will in the future, but they haven't. And I don't think they will. Um, Again, because they're they're trying things in practice right now that they're not going to do a whole lot of in the game. Like straight drop back, deep outs. Like they did a lot of that today. That's very aggressive. Maybe when he's 25, he'll be really ripping that. But right now, it's like hand off a lot and do some play action. Start there. Start there. That's where, I mean, that's basically what they're going to do. And on third down, you know, he may not be as efficient of a passer as Jimmy right away, but he can scramble. So do that. And yesterday, when he had Trent Williams, Michael Glitchy, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk on the field, he led the offense down the field, play after play, touchdown against the number one defense, or one of the – so he, he could do it. It's going to be inconsistent, and when you start taking away his supporting cast, it's going to look bad. So, yeah. I, I would like to – I'd like to see less picks in, in the practice. That's what I'd, yeah. like hear, I'd like to hear about that. I'd like to hear a lot yeah. less picks. I mean, ideally, you'd like to see – We'd also like to see progression, right? Like, I'd like to hear different reports next week. Like, it should look better this week, coming up week, than it was the previous week. Now, I know yesterday it looked a little better. Today was a little shaky. Uh, You know, but overall, you'd like to see – you need to see progression. Yes. And I want to point out, like, um, usually they do more work in the red zone. 
that's where the touchdowns come from. They did two days out of 10 in the red zone, um, which was unusual. So uh, maybe if you're wondering why Trey Lance didn't throw more touchdown passes, it's because they didn't do much work in the red zone. And he's actually, he was very good in his two days in the red zone. He should be. I mean, yeah, the previous guy was not really good in, in the red zone. And again, like, I actually think he's having a better, I think, I think he's having a better camp than Jimmy did last year. Jimmy was just trying to get through the day, completing those quick passes to running backs and tight ends. And he still threw a bunch of picks. Trey Lance is making plays and he's completing, he's making, he has, he's creating big plays every day. He, his first two completions today, both went for 20 yards. Then he went two for 12 after that. Not great. But every day there's one, two, three long throws. And then yesterday, in addition to that, there was, with the game on the line, six seconds left, he made a play in the red zone to throw a touchdown. Like, I've never seen Jimmy Garoppolo do that at any level of football, practice, or real game. So the fact that he can do that is a step up. It doesn't mean he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Right. But it's it's encouraging. So you see glimpses of high-level quarterback play and glimpses of low-level quarterback play for sure. Yeah. That's the thing with Jimmy, though. Is like you would see glimpses of low-level quarterback play and then glimpses of mediocre quarterback play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great. Yeah. I, I thought that. you were going to say glimpses of low-level quarterback and then you've seen glimpses of rock-bottom quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no for Dope Review says, based on your observations, Trey has been good, dope, six times and not so good, four. Uh, 60% dope. Under 60% completion percentage for the year. That's what I want. I think the completion percentage is going to be a lot higher during the season when they're running more than they pass. There's a lot of play action. I mean, he has completed one screen pass to Debo. He's going to complete a lot of screen passes to Debo during the season. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're really pushing the ball down the field during the season. They're going to do all the stuff that won them games last year. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's like Shanahan. If Shanahan is such a good offense offense coordinator, he's not going to be like he's not going to say, "Well, screw it, I'm just going to go vanilla this year." Like we're just going to no, no, he's he's going to apply himself and he's going to you know give Lance easy stuff, just like Jimmy Gimmick. You're going to have to figure out a new name. Yes, for I know, but he's still going to come into every game trying to figure out how to run the ball 40 times, uh, how to minimize the quarterback's impact on the game. I mean, that's what he's been doing for years. He's really good at it. And the thing was, like, with Jimmy, it's like, okay, you're running the ball 45 times. He literally did nothing in this game. And he just handed it off. Trey actually can run, too. He can be a threat. If <clears throat> another thing, I think if Burford starts, which looks like he's going to do overall, that yeah. offensive line is going to be more athletic. Could be. Could be. Let me get rid of this bot real quick. Block I mean, user. You're going to just, I think overall, that, that offense, if. If the starters are as is right now, overall that that offensive line is going to have more physical traits. Like, because you have um, Aaron Banks who, when he who can who can maul when he when he wants to, and then Burford's pretty athletic. Is athletic. You have two young guys there. Figure out the center spot. But obviously, Tremblims who Tremblims is Mike McGlinchey is a good run blocking tackle. So I think there's at least in the run game there's room for improvement. We're going to take some questions real quick. This is the part where people start giving me money, and I like that part. And I want to tell you, people who just donate so I read a, a question on there, it's always it's very flattering. Thank you. For those of you who would do that, I figure you might want to buy something that you can own and keep. And a lot of you have expressed interest in merch, so I've actually learned how to do it, and I've put together a little team, and we have some stuff. So if you want – if you're in the mood to spend money right now, I'm just letting you know that it exists, 49ersqcmerch.com. Check it out. There's like t-shirts, there's like, you know, 
beer koozies and stuff is coming. I just wanted to say that. Maybe maybe you should do like maybe you should do like the reverse instead of instead of giving them a, a code, maybe they get a code where they could ask you a question and then they don't have to pay for it. Oh, it's like way too complicated for me, but I like that. Maybe yeah. someone else can figure that out for me. Guillermo Cepeda says, Grant, for what I understand, last year Lance was accurate on this kind of passes short. What changed? Last year he completed 69% of his passes, but he was going up against a second team defense that had like Embry Thomas and Diamador Lenore on the field. So there's that. Now he's going up against Traverius Ward and Manuel Mosley, who are, you know, basically kicking Debo's ass right now. And and IU can only really get him half the time. That's that's the difference. Cole Harkey says, Will you be the Vikings? Yes, I will be at the Vikings practices. Mason Wright says, you said the hardest place to play is Denver because it's so high up. How much harder will Azteca Stadium be since it's 7,200 feet up? Maybe some Lance bombs. Harder. I was in Breckenridge, which was like something like that, and just walking upstairs was exhausting. They In Breckenridge, which is about that high up, they actually sell um, oxygen canisters at like corner stores. They're like, you know, <laughs> all extra oxygen. Thank you. Did they, you, didn't you, you said, I remember you talked to Ian Williams. He said the toughest place to play was Denver. That's what Ian Williams said. That's what Ian Williams says. Yeah, that's what he told me. Denver. He says, he said, by the second half, you're exhausted. What? How's Lance's accuracy? I actually think it's not as bad as people say. It's not as bad as the completion percent. The completion percentage is more a, fun, is more a reflection of his depth of target right now. And I think what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's going to be this extreme during the regular season. They're not going to throw this much. They're not going to push the ball down the field this much. Um, they're doing it because I, they don't have a lot of options against this defense right now. <laughs> I don't I don't know that it'll be this extreme, but I think there's enough there to say that it's going to be lower than probably you would than you would like. Like I think there's or there's yeah. smoke or fire. Like he's not as accurate as as you'd like. I, I think like you got to take you got to take like the extremes. Like you've got the extreme Twitter that's like, "Oh, he's a bust," but then you got other and then you got extreme Twitter that's like, "Oh, no, there's nothing there. Like he's awesome." Like no, he's not as accurate as you'd like, but neither is Jimmy. You know, Jimmy missed Kyle Juszczyk wide open down the field. Like, I, again, this is nothing new for this. I, I, I don't feel like they're taking a huge step back in anything. Like, yeah, I mean, accuracy's been an issue. I just feel like and, and, and that that could go in. I'm not saying they're going to re-sign him. I don't know that he's going to get a second contract with the Niners. That's a whole different thing. Will he ultimately live up to the trade? I don't know. Is he going to start this year? Yes. Really start yet. What? Yeah, quarterbacking isn't merely completion percentage. Like, no. it's not just it's no. not just that. It's... And again, I think if the Niners have this stat, if they calculated yards per attempt in training camp, I would imagine it's pretty similar what Lance is doing now uh, and what Jimmy did last year, just differently. Jimmy threw in, short passes. Lance does long passes. In camp, let me ask you this question so far. Yeah. How many wide open guys has he missed? Trey, yeah, there's they don't have there are no wide open guys. Okay, it's not it, there are no wide. I mean, right, he had Kittle open deep and overthrew him a few, but basically everyone's covered all the time and they make contested catches sometimes because the killers in games, right, were were, were wide open guys where Jimmy yeah. missed them, like Jeff Wilson Jr. in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, Kai Tunai says, How's Lance's accuracy? I just talked about that. Thanks, sorry, my bad. Uh, real quick, Eric says, what is Trey's stats in training camp? More on that in a minute. I don't know. I have to I, I tally him up at, on every off day. Um, I'll let you know. Hey, I, I got a question regarding your merch, though. 
Who's going to be the first person to show up in training camp wearing your merch? That's what I want to see. Yeah. I, I, I signed an autograph the other day for a kid wearing a Bosa jersey, which was embarrassing. I ruined his jersey. He's, I, don't know, I don't know why he wanted me to sign it. But if it was my shirt, I could ruin that for him, you know? Yeah, Bosa. Yeah. Whoever that kid is, get get Bosa to sign your jersey, man. Exactly. Call it a Trey place, says El Jefe uh, Dre Jr. Jason says, then why did they draft him? They think he can be special. Yeah. But that's yeah. a long project. I'm not said, I certainly wouldn't be ready to hit the alarm on, on that. I mean, nah. Uh, Gay Broaches says, her Kareem Hunt asked for a trade anyway. In hell, Kareem holds out long enough to be uh, for the Browns to entertain a straight-up trade for Jimmy. No. Why would they want – I don't know that they'd be that interested. Their backs are good. <laughs> yeah. and I don't think so, man. I, I don't think so. What's Kareem Hunt's salary, too? Yeah. I don't, no, I don't think it's going to happen. No one's trading for Jimmy. Okay. Let's talk about how the Niners are going to use Trey Lance this season. It's not how they're using him right now. Right now, it feels like they're just installing their offense and um, not game planning at all. In the season, I don't think they're going to throw very much. I think they're going to run him a lot. I think the game plans are actually going to be kind of similar to the one we saw in Arizona, except more handing off. The way I remember that game was like he was the running back. Like Elijah Mitchell was on a pitch count or he was hurt. or They only had nine carries, which was weird because every other time he played, he got like 20. Um, so I think there's gonna, we're going to see a lot of Lance running the ball is what I'm saying. He's going to scramble. They're going to call quarterback power. They're going to call zone. They're, they're, you think like they've talked like, well, we see him as, you know, this, you know, quarterback, who, a real quarterback who can run and we want to nurture him to be great. Okay. But they got to get through this season first. And, uh, I think we're seeing it right now, right? Like there's some issues with the passing game in general. It's not just him. It's the whole passing game. They're going to run so freaking much. They're going to run so – and he's going to – they may just run him into the ground, again, because there are legitimate concerns with Trey Lance. The spiral, the release, I mean, the mechanics, all of it. He could fix all of it or not. So while he's better than Jimmy now, that's not good enough, ultimately. And I don't think they're going to lose a bunch of games treating him like a pocket quarterback when he isn't, if he's not, just so they can – keep him healthy and keep him long-term. Cause I don't think that they necessarily have decided that they want him long-term. I think that's kind of like a, well, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. So I think people got upset when Trey Lance ran the ball that much in Arizona. It's like, what are you doing? That's your franchise quarterback. That's for the next 10 years. I don't know about that. Like get ready for Lance between the tackles. He did it today. There was a move the ball period. Uh, Kyle called quarterback power. We're going to see that. And I just want to prepare fans because you might freak out. You know, I, I got to see, like, this past season, I didn't really – I've seen it in college, but I, I didn't really see that in the pros. Like, I felt like he wasn't as fast as maybe what he was in, in college on tape or, or dynamic. So maybe it took a year to be a little bit more comfortable in that. But – um I'd like to see I'd like to see that aspect of his game actually show up. Like the runs that he did run last year, I felt like they weren't super productive. Um and we'll see if we'll see if that changes this year. Maybe he's more he's more comfortable uh doing so this year. But I probably generally agree with that. I think uh, I I would hope it's not to the extreme of Arizona because I think 
I think part of the issue in Arizona, right, is like that he he was literally just a running back in, in Arizona. Yeah. Like and he and he can't be that. He has to he has to play NFL quarterback too. But also, I mean, like he has to hand off. He wasn't really handing off in that game. It was like he was handing off to himself. I uh I look at a guy like Jalen Hurts. Jalen right. Hurts last year um ran nine times a game, nine point three times a game, seven hundred and eighty-four yards, ten touchdowns. Uh Lance could run more than that. He he ran 139 times for 784 yards. Lance could Lance can rush could rush 150 times this year. And again, it's like you, that you might think you don't do that with a quarterback you gave up that much for, but maybe that's what you have to do. They've also it, they've also invested heavily into their running back position. I mean, obviously you have Elijah Mitchell, uh Sermon last year. Now this year, uh, Ty Davis Price, like they're investing in in that position, investing in yep. a different type, a different. You know why? Because they don't want to throw. Yeah, they don't want to throw. They want to throw as little as possible. So you got fifteen to twenty carries for Mitchell, you know, to eight to ten carries for Lance, two to five carries for Debo, and then you got four more running backs on the team, and you got Usechek and McLeod, and also just maybe take take even take the Lance equation out of it. What's also, what's that also going to help if you, if you're running the football, it's the offensive line. We just talked about like Aaron Banks is a better run blocker than he is a pass protector. It seems like Spencer Burford might be a better run. Block. We know that she's a better run. So like if you're running the football, it's going to help the offensive line. Yeah. Again, people are so focused on the passing game, but the passing game is just complimentary on this team. And the running game is what it's, it's all about the running game. Yeah. And so the threat of him running creates 11 on 11 football. They're going to go from a team that averaged 4.3 yards per carry to wait. I mean, it could go up 4.8, 4.9 that right there. And then the threat of the big play action play over the top is going to also improve the running game because by the end of the season, I mean, it was just the Rams went from a team that couldn't stop the Niners run game to obliterated it because they weren't worried about Jimmy Garoppolo throwing down the field. So just, the threat of Lance moving and throwing down the field will make the running game go from good to great. I think, I think my only question with this team, and again, I don't pick them to win this, to go to the playoffs is I think Lance is going to play well. I think the offense is going to go from one that was 13th in points scored. I think it's going to go up, but I have a bad feeling. I don't think he's going to play 17 games. I don't think the offensive line is good enough. And as I'm saying here, I think they're going to run him into the ground. I think he's going to miss a couple of games. Most likely. And I don't think they can win with Nate Sudfeld. So that's my concern is we play 17 games this year. You don't that's think they can win with the quarterback the Eagles played to so that they could lose? <laughs> it's like, like the, the Eagles played Nate Sudfeld so they could lose that game. And Kyle, and Kyle's like, that's the guy I want to be my backup. Maybe, maybe every coach wants a guy like that. You know, sometimes you just got to go out there and lose. And, and in those cases, I got the, just the man for that. You Most of the time you want to win. Yeah. Sometimes, though, losing's better. Nate? That is that is true. Like, if, like, I heard, like if the Dolphins – I forgot if the Dolphins did lose. Like, if they lost, like, two more games, they could have had Burrow or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mike got the gun says, am I naive because I'm not too concerned with the accuracy of Trey Lance? I feel like if the players are not getting open, he would more than likely scramble instead of forcing these types of throws, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. I do. 
That's what I would think. And I think that's what we saw in the move the ball period. It was up tempo. I don't think it was Kyle being like, okay, it's going to be cover three. I want you to throw to George Kittle no matter what, which I think he does sometimes. That's why all the Niners quarterbacks throw picks to linebackers. Um, when he can just kind of like play on instinct, move around, he's better. Mike, put the gun down, Mike. Hold on. Blocked. I don't know. The. The bots, David Baker, thanks for the 20 bucks. Do you believe that Kyle will scheme Trey's run with his safety in mind? No. <laughs> no, that's what I'm trying to say, man. No, no, absolutely not. So, uh, I don't know. Again, like, I'm not sure that they are sold that they I, no safety in mind for anybody, not Debo. I don't think they're looking at him as like, man, this guy's gonna be our quarterback when he's 30. Maybe we'll see. Got a lot of stuff to work on in between. TBD. Now. That's that's TD, TBD. That's TBD. Just because they made gave him uh, they made that trade doesn't mean they'll give him a lot of money. Yeah. All right, let's talk Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw's looking good. I think everyone's seen what he looks like. He's a physical specimen for sure, but more importantly, he's on the field today. Every snap with the first stringers. Every day, it's more and more he's playing. He was in one-on-ones yesterday. He had a sack today at 11-on-11s. I think it's pretty clear that if he can perfect his technique the way that Armstead has and just get lower pad level consistently and use his hands, he can do pretty much all the things that Armstead has done in the NFL, which is, you know, make a lot of money, be very successful. So it seems like he's trending in the right direction. I think that's good news for this team. He, he actually was a productive pass rusher in college when because because he played he played now he might be able to do it in a different way because he's he could he could out physical he could use his, his physical abilities uh, uh, more so on lower level competition. This is all and he played in SEC so top level college competition but it's, NFL is different. Um, but I think you've hit on it like him actually get it being able to practice being able to play. Like yeah. That all adds up. Like the Niners talk about stacking days. Like you can't stack days if you're not healthy enough to play. And if he's healthy right. enough to play, he's going to stack the, those days. He's going to he's going to learn more, and then you're gonna, and you'll see the you'll see the production. He's going to learn. He's going to learn what what works for him and what doesn't. Right. Different players, especially on the D line, have a uh, they're they have a different comfort level with different pass rush moves. He's going to figure out what, what works for him, what doesn't, and that's all going to happen in practice. And then in games. Yeah, I, I don't think he came into the league with like a real refined pass rushing skill set. I think he's le- learning what the Niners are teaching him. And he's clearly gifted enough to do it. He just needs time on task, right? Which is yeah. being in practice every day. And his knee what didn't allow him to. And I was wondering, like, will the Niners have to um, – what's the word? Manage him so so carefully that he won't get the opportunity – to consistently improve in practice seems like they feel like they don't have to anymore that he's actually here every day and he's not having setbacks and he's improving. It's funny how that works. Great news. Great. news. Great news. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad if that, if that knee was the issue and they finally cleared it up and they got that taken care of it's great news for him. Great news. Yeah. For him. I'm hoping that his career is a major success. He has some really good games this year and I can bring him on the show and he can, rub it in my face that he was right and I was wrong. I'm really hoping that happened. That would be a lot of fun. We'll see. Javon, 
Keep it up. You're doing great. He came over to me in practice today. He did. He did. He's done it a couple of times. He's funny because he, I take a lot of notes. He was like, did you get that? Did you write everything down? Did you get that? And I really, I went over to him like, look, did I, 99 sack. Because he did have a sack. And he smiled. So. He's in a good mood, man. He's playing well. I'd be in a good mood, too. Yeah. 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 Did did he put, did he put someone on his back? Put someone on his back? Yeah. Yeah. That usually usually makes a defensive lineman in a good mood. Absolutely. Regardless. And you you get a sack on top of it. Oh, yeah. that's going to put you in a really good mood. Yep. So, sweet yeah. Ron Kinlaw, absolutely. There's a lot of people on this team with a, under a lot of pressure in their career. None more than him. So, this, good to see a guy come through in the clutch, 24 years old. It's dope. He, he also he, – he lost some fat, didn't he? From what I know, he like, like – he, Yeah, I mean, he's like a 320-pound D tackle who's like dressed up like um, – Bosa, you know, he's got like the midriff showing. He got the six pack. He really does have a six pack. Like, he's, one of, yeah, he, he's one of those dudes that that's three hundred twenty, but he doesn't look like he's like, like right. He looks like he's three hundred twenty, but he looks like he's like two. No, he looks like he's got like eight percent body fat. He looks three twenty. He's huge. He's a very big man, but he doesn't look like that. Like he looks no. Yeah. No. No. Not at all. And I, again, it's like if he just plays like Armstead, he'll have Armstead's career. He'll make Armstead's money. He'll it'll be great. Because Armstead isn't the most – like, Buckner was the one who had all the finesse and all the moves and the counters. Like, Armstead just forklifts you. He keeps his pads low. He's 6'7". He's really powerful. He's super powerful. Right. What more do you need? Javon Kinlaw has all that power too, but when he stands straight up at, at the uh, on, yeah. on the snap, you lose it. And that's what D'Amico talked about. Um, so he he's getting it. Just takes practice. And it is hard for 6'5", six 6'6", foot six foot six, six foot seven guys to get underneath the pads a lot of times. So it makes Armstead good. Armstead good. He can do it. Right. David Baker. Thank you, David Baker. I appreciate you, David Baker. All right, let's talk about Drake Jackson, the rookie defensive lineman. Here's what I'm seeing from him. You're not there. He plays a lot with the third stringers because he's a rookie, and I think it's kind of like the rookie's duty. you got to be out there. And he just wrecks the third string offense. He goes up against Alfredo Gutierrez. It's like, it's like Bosa going up against Justin School or something like that. It's like well, there's no point of even running a play at this point. So he's yeah. that good. Uh, he does. He has been getting some reps with the starters, which lets you know that they're already thinking about a role for him. They don't want to show it to us, but I think he's going to be on the field on third downs. They also give him reps inside uh, and outside in the one-on-ones, and he's good at both. I don't think he's one of these guys like Arden Key who's going to be freaking awful on the edge, but good. In, I think he's going to be probably pretty good. At both. And I think he's probably going to be um, replacing Kinlaw on third downs if they go with like a 3D end package. Because, you know, they often have on third down, they'll have like three guys on one side and one guy on another side and Fred Warner blitz in. They have all kind of like weird fronts. Yeah. You, I mean, they should probably – you just pick like literally play your best for pass rushers. Like regardless of what they, of what they are. And then like yeah. – Whoever whoever they are, then you figure out where to put them. Like, who can play? Who can who can play best? Where? I guess my my question I was thinking about this the other day is, what do you recall back? Like, what did Alden Smith like look like in preseason ball when he when he was here? Did they play him much in preseason, or did he did he like wreck shop in preseason games? Like, 
I don't remember him breaking shot. I remember him having a big game against the Lions, like week five or six, and people being like, who is that? Okay. Let me look. I, 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 it's hard to get preseason stats, but I, can, I think I can. I can look that up. Yeah, I, I was just wondering. I'm just wondering from because you were actually there, right? Like you, were, you actually saw it. Like because you, you saw it in practice, right? Like you saw Alden Smith in practice, and you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, so now, from what I know, I don't think Drake Jackson is on to that level, but in, but he probably in a similar fashion, right? Where he is standing out as to his ability, like he's. He's flashing. They have different body types. So like, yeah, Alden Smith came in 260 pounds cut. Like he looked 6% body. He was in phenomenal shape. Drake Jackson is like, they're still trying to figure out what his body type is going to be. I mean, one year he's 250. The next year he's 275. I, I, he doesn't even know where, where his ideal body is. He's so young. So I think they're a little different. I mean, he just looks way bigger than Alden Smith right now. Like he's a, like Drake Jackson's go, goes with the midriff too, but he's got a little muffin top right now. I'm saying, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> that's what he. He's really good though, but like he just really looks like a like kind of like a college player still. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't have that Bosa level abs. Yeah. No, he will one day. He, I bet you next year he will, but right now not yet. I bet you next year he will. I'm not concerned about him. Voice ad agency says Grant, don't forget Saturday game day in Atlanta. Grant coming live with a bunch of rowdy Niner fans in the background. It's in, it's in Atlanta. This yeah, uh, it is. We'll have to figure out the logistics of that, but I'm looking forward to it. Voice ad agency. Um, I'm making sure I didn't miss any because I often miss sums. Okay, got that. Hold on. This is the best part where I just scroll through here. Nope, got that one. Get better drunk. He says, look at Josh Allen. First two years, 51 and 58 completion percentage. Third year, it clicked. Two years from now, Lance is going to be a top seven QB. I still think the Niners can win a lot of games, even if his completion percentage is in the 50s. Andrew Luck won 11 games with a 53 completion percentage as a rookie. It can be done. The Niners are really good, and they don't even want to. They don't even want to pass. They have no desire. This do, you know, do you know also what contributed to that lower completion percentage? Though, if you think about who was his OC there, who? What are we talking about? When you Luck when he was when when his oh. rookie year. Who's uh, Bruce Arians? Yeah. What does Arians like to do? Like, he bombs likes away. Yeah, he likes it. Yeah, bombs away. Eric says Drake does backflips. Backflips. Didn't Jason Pierre Paul do that when he uh, came out of college? Couldn't he do a big backflip? Yeah. And the Drake the Jackson might be the next Pierre Paul. Yeah. But don't play with fireworks, uh, Drake Jackson. No, I got you. I just made you think I was going to skip you. No, I, I was going to skip you. I'm sorry, but I got you now. So, thank you. All right, let's talk. Rookie nickelback Sam Womack. He's kind of under the radar because fifth round pick, they haven't played him with the starters yet. You really have to be looking carefully. But what I've noticed with Drake, excuse me, with Sam Womack is that even when he gets beat, he's right there. And today he didn't get beat. He had a PBU on Ray Ray. He was right in his hip pocket. And then he didn't get a PBU on Jawan Jennings, but Jennings didn't catch the ball. And again, Womack was right there. So I don't know if he's going to be a good nickelback, just like how I don't know that Trey Lance is going to be a great quarterback, but I do know that Trey's the best quarterback on the team and Sam Womack is the best nickelback on the team right now. How I would handle that as a as as a defense coordinator coach is like if you got a younger player and like you're not and then and, and you're 
you want to see if he can play there is you you take that preseason, you plug him in, you play him, you see how he does, and if he plays well, then you start to get him first team, then you start to give him the first team reps. So I think it'll be interesting to see how Womack does in, in this in the upcoming preseason preseason game, and and then I think then you might end up seeing him get more maybe more first team reps in practice. I mean they. It's going to be his job eventually. Like, they could give it to Denard, but Denard's not going to keep it. He's not good enough. I'm sorry. Like, he, he's not athletic enough. He's old. You can't put him man-to-man against Cooper Cup. The Niners do aggressive man-to-man coverage, and he's doing a good job in camp, but I think he'll eventually play himself to the bench, and it'll be Womack's job. Week one, week four, we'll see. But that's my prediction. He's got long arms. He's quick. And he's right there. I, I, maybe he'll get flagged in the league. Maybe he's. Uh, I, I don't see that though. He actually I looks like he's pretty good. Gonna, I think you guys see how he does also in the, with the run fits because that's a big part of the yeah. next position. Because like you can, you can fudge it a little bit. Like if if you can probably play two different nickelbacks maybe at different times if you're if one of them has if like let's just say Denard has some issues in coverage and so you could maybe do something like. You know, play if Womack is the better in coverage, you play him in true passing situations, and then then you play Denard in situations where they might be able to run, and you're just kind of matching personnel a little bit. Also, uh, opponent specific, like let's say the Niners are going against the Rams, where their biggest threat is their slot receiver, not their tight end. You could put Jimmy Ward on Cooper Cup because what's the point of putting him on Higby? Like, yeah, he'll shut down Tyler Higby, yeah. but who cares? Put him on Cup. Uh, or when he, when you go against the Chiefs, yeah, keep keep him on Kelsey and have someone have Denard. Who cares? Like their slot receiver isn't great. You know what I'm saying? It's, well, it's Juju, so you can have someone else go against Juju. I I, I thought about this too, and and I think you also um, it, it goes in line with I think what's one of our topics and Fred Warner. Like Fred Warner said, he's working on his man coverage. So what you could do is if he if you get more comfortable with him in man coverage, you could do something like Cooper and Cooper Cup and take care of uh, Jimmy Ward uh, Cooper Cup. Use Fred Warner on the tight end. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah. So Sam, look, so far this Niners uh, draft class encouraging. Drake Jackson looks good. Spencer Burke. tight end is Price looks fast and violent. Uh, Danny Gray, I mean. He looks fast. The gray man. He looks fast. Uh, Burford, good so far. Womack, promising for a fifth-round pick so far. Uh, Zakel, I don't see it. But Poe, the undrafted free agent, he looks good. And maybe I'm wrong about Zakel. Zakel, if you're watching, you're a young man. You got a lot of time. I just don't see it yet. And I'm no expert. I just play one on television. I heard, that, I heard that Poe... I heard that Poe like will look good in one on ones, but in a team, like he, you know, like he can handle people in one on ones, but then he struggles a little bit in team. I can see that, but it's a good start if you can handle people one. Oh yeah, for Andre, I, I, I don't, he's not going to play this year, but I, he's an interesting project for sure. He's going to be on the practice squad. He might be the next Kevin Givens, you know, the guy who's on the practice squad and then he makes a team and then he's playing. Yeah, like that. That's the progression. Okay, let's talk Fred Warner. You brought him up. He intercepted Trey Lance today. It was a bad pass, bad pick. It was also a great play by Fred Warner. 
the way I saw it was Lance was throwing to Tyler Croft, tight end, who was 20 yards downfield and had beaten his man. Um, but Fred Warner read it the whole way and really dropped extremely far in his zone from what I saw, picked it off. Maybe the pass was a little underthrown too. But I just wasn't expect. You don't really see a middle linebacker that far downfield very often. I was surprised. Maybe they'll put the. I bet you they won't put the interception out on social media since Trey Lance threw it. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think we're gonna see that one on social media. But that's what happened. If you can visualize it, he maybe Javi will get it for us. Javi, maybe you could get that for us. Yeah, jumping <laughs> backwards and he was twenty yards downfield. It was a great play. He's a great player. Uh, last year, I thought he was kind of a down year for him. Finished strong, but he really didn't wasn't a factor in coverage. He is making Trey Lance's life miserable in camp. Yeah, he's a he. He sounds like he's getting better, right? Like, like he's yeah. his game is continuing his is continuing to evolve. Um, and uh, if if that happens, like, I mean, he's talked about trying to get better in man coverage. Like, imagine if imagine if the Niners have a 6'3", 240-pound middle linebacker that can play man coverage. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, a hell, that's a hell of a weapon. It is a hell of a um, weapon. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, for one, like, and maybe because I'm a def I've been a defensive guy, like, I, I, I kind of liked the, the attitude that he's shown uh, in early camp, like, like the, you know, not letting guys come across the middle and, and all that. I think he probably – he probably has to turn on that mindset and, and sometimes you need, sometimes you need that a hole on a defense to be that guy. Um, and I think they told that to him. I think Robert Sala told that to him. I think they, they felt he was just too nice on the field, off the field. And all of a sudden they, they signed Quan Alexander sort of for his demeanor and Fred Warner like copied it and took it to the extreme. And now he's got this whole persona on the field, which I think a lot of players need. He has it. He didn't used to have it. It feels like he knows. Someone told him, man, you got to you gotta be the mean middle linebacker. Said, okay, I'll do that. I can do that. I can play that role. And, and he knows He knows he's the leader of that defense, so he's setting the tone. Like, he's setting the tone for that defense. He's setting um, – so he's setting the attitude, all of that. Uh, so if he wants to go a little bit at it with, with the offensive guys – Brian, I'll set you up. I've just been really busy the last couple of weeks, but I will set you up as a mod. Appreciate you. And, and his wife is the one making all the merch, which I haven't plugged in the last 40 minutes. I'm making 49ersqcmerch.com, CPH1. There was a there was a, a, a glitch with that. You had to, it was, it was like a $50 minimum. Now it's gone. 10% off. It's gone. Go. Gone. Uh, I'm not trying to make excuses for the 49ers. I don't root for the 49ers. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But a lot of people are like just giving you some stats with no context and being like, ha, 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 Niners are stupid or Trey sucks or Jimmy should be the quarterback. And I'm like, that's not what I'm seeing. I don't think that's what's playing out right now. I don't think it's what the Niners are seeing. I'm trying my best to explain exactly what I'm seeing. If Trey Lance really sucked and the Niners needed to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo, I would tell you that. But that's not what's happening in these practices right now. And I don't think anyone is really saying that either. People are just kind of like throwing out some numbers just to be, you know, just be like, ha, ha. Pisses you off, doesn't it? Doesn't piss me off. All right, guys. Um, that's our show for the day. Nine of the day off tomorrow. 
I'll be on with Larry. We'll talk 49ers. Are the are the coaches talking tomorrow? Or, uh... I don't think so. I think we actually have a day off, which is nice. Also, I'm gonna do. I'll do a cone phone in the afternoon. So Larry at eleven, cone phone. No, Larry at. I don't even. What time do I do the show with Larry? Eleven. Wow. I think eleven. Yeah, cone phone three, Larry. I'll figure it out. I gotta talk to Larry. I will let you know what time the cone phone is. But expect a, a cone phone tomorrow. Expect that. See you guys. Later, guys.